With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the In the Paint podcast presented by Ball is Life. As usual, Devin Newland here alongside Ronnie Flores, bringing you episode number 10 of our weekly deal here. And we're going to jump right into our what's the latest segment. So, Ronnie, what's the latest? Let's start off with what just happened recently. Obviously, the big news of the weekend, besides all these crazy trades and no trades and the trades back on and the NBA deadline for trading is uh, upcoming this week at the end of it. Uh, We got the Super Bowl on Sunday. Obviously, it's basically a national holiday. But, uh, you know, the Patriots beat the Rams. There's six... Super Bowl title since 2001, which is 30 more. The more 30 teams haven't won as many Super Bowls as Tom Brady combined. Has. It's right. just crazy. You know, you think the franchises, only the Steelers are like even in the conversation, and Cowboys, a couple teams. So people talk about you know franchises and certain sports teams. It's it's like that in every sport, Devin. That three or four teams dominate right. the 30 teams. Like right now, I mean, I guess Golden State's in the conversation, the NBA, but Lakers and Celtics have, have the dominated. most 17 and 18 mm-hmm. respectively. Yeah. Um, it was and a 13 to 3 Patriots win over the Rams and a lot of people on Twitter and various social media things were complaining about a uh, lack of scoring in a boring game. Um, but I guess it's just how you look at it and what you expect uh, to see and what what you prefer to see. Um I thought it was a, a good, well-played football game and solid coaching, I guess, on, on, on the Patriots' part for sure. Definitely, Devin. Uh, if you played defense, you know, in high school, college, anything like that, you know, I played a little DB in high school and it was a fun, fun, only, the, you know, you you have 10 games as a senior or whatever, you maybe if you play a game and it's over, you just remember it so much. And the, the, the buildup and the excitement. So for that game, and I talked to a couple guys that played high school football on Twitter that day. We were joking around a couple guys from Southern California. Man, they're like, this is a dream game. Oh, only because the it just the intensity goes up. If you make one big mistake, you're never gonna forget it on that big of a stage. You know, if you have a 50-45 game, you can make up a fumble, you can make up a missed tackle. When it's, you know, three zero or Seven three, you every play is magnified, and you give credit, like you said, kudos to both teams. Obviously, Bill Belichick, one of the best coaches in team sports history. Uh, they won in shootouts. They won in a shootout against Kansas City, right? In Kansas City, you know, and then they they win this in a defensive battle. And you know, Tom Brady, you know, I guess you gotta this is quick touch on it. Devin has six Super Bowls. Obviously, Jordan has six championships. Couple other guy, Bill Russell, eleven and thirteen years. Obviously, this is in a little different era, but I mean, is he basically the best team sport athlete of this generation or in the last quarter century? I mean, what do you think? I mean, it's tough to tell because Jordan, you know, took co- took yeah. took a year off and Jordan, left and yeah. played played a little bit of baseball. Didn't play it well, but he he gave it a a good try. I mean, in my view, Tom Brady's done this for how long now i mean he's yeah. 40 years decades yeah he's 40 years old playing in a, a sport Violent where sport. it's physical and just yeah. you're yeah. taking a beating every single game um and he's done it with so many different groups of groups players. of team of team. players yeah. lack of skill position guys yeah. uh, hurt guys are hurt guys are hurt in. right and you know he makes guys like julian edelman and uh, guys like that better than maybe better than what they would be on on another team or maybe it's just a system that that Belichick and the Patriots kind of implemented uh, yeah. but a little bit of culture system. Bit of culture, him, yeah. yeah. I mean, he didn't have his greatest game. I mean, no, not like he, a was a, he had a bad game. Yeah, by his standards, he managed it. He didn't. 
He had the one turnover on his first pass, and then he really didn't make a big. Right. I think he kind of knew. Okay, this game's gonna come down to a field position. Yeah. And uh, so he maybe a field it. goal. So he just managed it. And he didn't do anything too stupid down the stretch. Yeah, and I think that's what makes him so great. Is he yeah. can he can he can kind of uh, gauge the tone of a game early sure. and and change his outlook and his game and the way he's or approaching his risk it. Taking. His, yeah. yeah, change what approach he's taking to the game in a matter of seconds, maybe yeah. one decision. Uh, he makes that split second decision and, and changes the game plan or, or what, or his view and approach to the game and kind of just, you know, puts his stamp on it. And, you know, it, he's, he's just the guy. I mean, that's the yeah. best way you can describe it. Yeah. I, to, to, I follow up on that. I think the closest athlete I've seen at that level that does that is, um, I wouldn't want to make the comparison to Jordan. Everybody says, oh, the six rings, the six rings. is Magic, Magic Johnson, obviously the Lakers now GM, and he's embroiled in he's, – he's earning his money this week. <laughs> his sister, he wants that paycheck, Magic. So when you have already good pros, good players, just like the Patriots are, they've had you know Willie McGinnis, they've had Edelman, they've had Ty Law. Who Rodney Harrison. Rodney Harrison. The, the list goes up. Yeah. They had Junior for a little while. They had – you know, J.R. Redmond from LA. Various guys have contributed to these six Super Bowls. And I think the similar to Magic is he makes his teammates believe in him. He makes mm-hmm. them believe that they're maybe a little better than they are. Right. I don't think, I mean, James Worthy was the number one pick. But when Magic announced to the world, you know, that he had the HIV virus and, and he retired, it was a big moment. And those guys individually weren't that good after that. James Worthy's career went down immediately. Mm-hmm. Byron he, Scott was yeah. an average player. For sure. And they, they, He I think, made those guys. I think the years they even lasted in the league went down. Down. Right? Correct. It was just their whole, he, he, the, 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 the motivation he gave them, and I think Kareem touched on that before, uh, and some Doug Moe, the old Denver Nuggets coach, hit it before. He goes, I thought Kareem was a great player in 1978-77. You know, Kareem was seven, eight years in the league. He goes, but Kareem was really passionate and great like in the mid-'80s. It's like Kareem was better because Magic came to the Lakers. Yeah, it brought something out of it him. It brought something bit. out of him, his enthusiasm, his attitude. Yeah. And I think that's what I see with 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 Brady. Uh, it makes guys maybe just get that little edge, like, we can yeah. do this. They yeah. believe in him. So that's that's more of the comparison I make. Obviously, Magic won five titles. And uh, the one thing, I guess, Bird is his arch rival and the guy that he's always going to be compared to to the day they go is uh, Bird is won... NBA MVP, and Bird is one uh, coaching uh, most outstanding most coach, outstanding, yeah, coach. coach of the year and GM. So Magic's <laughs> got a little, little, little head start yeah, there. Magic's gonna have to pull this together. So yeah, that leads us yeah. into the Super Bowl. You know, we talk about highly recruited players. It's just awesome because Brady's from Northern California, and we want to toot our horn a little bit, Devin. Obviously, uh, Jared Goff, who didn't have his greatest game, but he's maybe, maybe he'll have a chance again. He's is, turning uh, the corner. You know, obviously, he's from Northern California, Marine Catholic, uh, two ca- quarterbacks from Northern California. Ju- Julian Edelman's from Northern California. And he was a he was a quarterback before switching positions in, yeah. in college. So that's just a note to you people out there listening. Uh, don't ever give up. You know, if you have to switch, switch positions, switch schools, it happens. And, and look at some of these guys, you know, Tom Brady, obviously great low round pick. You know, Drew Drew Henson was this a basketball player? Was the guy at Michigan over him for a while? Was yeah, and he played. He he started got, playing. He started playing baseball, right? He was yeah. in the Yankees organization, and it took an baseman. injury from Drew Bledsoe. Got injured for right. Brady to get in there. Drew Bledsoe, obviously a great player, uh, top draft choice of the Indiana Patriots in the early nineties. Golden arm, one of those type of guys we talk about once in a while on the podcast. But uh, Brady, you know. Let's talk about just get to our horn a little bit here in California, Devin. And then we'll we'll jump into our next topic. Going back to Magic is you know we got Brady, we got uh, Dan Fouts from Northern California, Pastorini, Warren Moon. I mean Randall Cunningham from Santa Barbara. He's a two-time NFL MVP. And he's just like maybe our eighth or ninth best quarterback. Like right. it's ridiculous how good these guys are. I don't know if it's the, what's it in the water. I hear of the parents, but shout out to all the California it's all the, quarterbacks. It's all the QB coaches. <laughs> it's all the kids. It's Bob. It's Steve Clarkson. Steve Clarkson. And you know, all the other guys, but man, such a great, such a great moment for those guys. So let's, let's, like you said, get in our, in our probing topic. 
you know, we talked about magic, and why don't you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, it obviously, it's so much to cover. Probing, jump, probing, yeah, probing. jumping in that with with Magic Lakers and and those guys. Probing topic today in the NBA: Magic Lakers, Anthony Davis trade saga. Day number seems like one thousand. I mean, there's so many, so many twists and turns to this. Uh, the latest yesterday, coming off of you know everybody's Twitter fingers, um, the Lakers offered Lonzo Ball, Brandon Ingram, Kyle Kuzma, Josh Hart. Contavious Caldwell Pope, Zubox, two first round picks, and they were going to take Solomon Hill's $12.7 million contract and 13 point some odd million dollar contract next year off yeah. the Pelicans' books. And the Pelicans. Ooh, that's a lot of money. Yeah, that's a lot of, that's a lot of stuff. The Pelicans, Shout out to Solomon. Yeah, the Pelicans. Our guy. We talked about him. Fairfax. Fairfax. High Fairfax, he's making that money. Yeah. So the Pelicans sat back. I guess Dell Dams was sitting there and kind of just laughing and being like, you know. I think we probably need four more picks on top of wow. those two. Uh, I think it was what four first rounders and two second rounders. I mean, if you if you look at what the Lakers roster would, if that trade went through, look at what the Lakers roster would look like with Davis and missing all those pieces. Looks like my pantry and my fridge after a slow month of freelance work. There's nothing. <laughs> the cupboard's bare. The cupboard. The Toast cupboards are stuffing. bare. The cupboards are bare. I'm making like dried pasta with a little bit of butter and pepper yeah. and parmesan cheese and that's about it um so you in your opinion just like you think they that was just too much and the, just yeah. your opinion out I mean, here for my, my opinion yeah. i think that's way too much i mean gotcha. anthony davis is a an mvp caliber player as far as statistics go but we don't know what he's like in the playoffs when Game it comes seven. to crunch time yeah and then so you have LeBron. but you gotta get there and you yeah, gotta, you gotta have get a there you gotta get there and, yeah and see what happens i guess yeah but you have lebron anthony davis and then I mean, what do you, you sign in a bunch of, you bring in guys from the G League? You yeah. play in Svi Mikhailu and gonna have Mo the Wagner? guys get, uh, what, released and kind of yeah. like Carmel. You're probably yeah, relying on Carmel Anthony, Anthony for sure. And then, yeah. I mean, but again, that does nothing for the future. Yeah. But again, LeBron is what, 34 going on 35? Correct. Uh, and he's been injured for the first time. Been injured for the first time. Father time is undefeated. And he, he got to look to step back. And I think you see with the, with the Lakers playing, obviously Lonzo got hurt his ankle. I think he's think he pan he panicked a little bit like okay is this roster good enough or maybe he thought that as the season's going on sure we need to make a move so then you know through his Rich Paul then all of a sudden AD you know requests hey I'm not going to be here long term right they share the same agency yeah so you got that in motion and the Lakers in my opinion panic a little bit yeah because either LeBron or them you know a combined com- combination of those two are panicking so now the Lakers are kind of like all in on this trade. They want to get it done before this deadline. But if it doesn't get done, now you got a, a young group that has big egos. They're, you know, whether it's Kuzma Ball, they're young players and, and, and they're living in LA. They're yeah. living a, they live in a fishbowl. And now if you don't trade them, what are you communicating to them? And now you're going to finish the season out with them? And it's he, very difficult. Now I think you created a difficult situation and you don't have AD and yeah. you got these guys that are now like <laughs> Oh, go. Yeah. Is this, you know, obviously everybody feels to be wanted, but it's a business, but still, you're throwing it out there. And I think the spin is the media, who you release, uh, you know, leak information to, has always put a positive spin on this. Magic and Genie Bus did a great job. They've drafted these young players. We love this young core. The Kobe, Kobe's behind us. Okay. Everybody put Kobe behind us. But now when you look at this, I don't see that. No. I, they, they don't, they're not trusting their own. Their own, their own judgment, draft. Yeah, their own exactly. draft. So exactly. what does that tie in the rest of the league? So, you know, um, that's to, tough. To, to add to that point, like, uh, a lot of athletes now, like the, the, the athletes coming up, the younger athletes, are, they're a little sensitive. Yeah. You know what Social I mean? Media's Social media has made, made guys a little more touchy, a little and more sensitive. And that's what I'm saying with right. these young guys. You know? They know they're expendable now. So how do they react when they don't get, a, don't get traded and yeah. know that, uh, they were the Lakers were working extremely hard and willing to give up every single one of them, every good piece for one player. Yeah, and, and how, do they, how, how do they react? What's what's yeah? The, they're not going to pick it up, right? I don't. Their their well, production's I mean, not. Hopefully gonna they maybe. hopefully they do for the Lakers' sake, but again, hopefully they do for their professional sake. Right. But still, you can't expect them to. They're going to play like they've been playing, uh, solid, trying to trying to win games. You know, they're a little bit over five hundred or hooping around there. They're they're professionals. You're trying to get it done, but. That's got to be a tough situation for a young player. You've heard, you know, obviously, you know, ball would fit in better here. 
And yeah. let's talk a little Levar, bit about Levar's that. trying to trying to position finagle him if he's going to get traded. Right, doesn't want him to go to to uh, New Orleans because Drew Holiday's there, but he wants him to go to Phoenix because obviously there's a need there for a point guard, well, and that's what he fits. They got a good young roster. Yeah, they got they got the they got the roster that the Lakers thought they they had have. when yeah. they drafted Zoe, a, a shooter, yeah. a big who's mobile and skilled with DeAndre mm-hmm. Ayton. Yeah. Um, the Lakers don't have nobody. Lakers, like I mean, Zubox, Zubox playing well, yeah. but he's not eight on. He's not athletically on Aiton's level. That's for damn well, not sure. Not just that he doesn't have the trade value Aiton has. Right, and that, that's what we're kind of looking at here. Some of them I think are, are good players. Whether it's Ingram, Kuzma is a great value pick where he got taken. Obviously, that yeah. goes without saying. Yeah, but if you look back at the let's look at this this draft in 2015, you got D'Angelo Russell. The Lakers took at second. Okay, he's gone. He's gone. What are they? I don't remember what exactly what they gone from. It's been seemed like ages ago. But Brooke Lopez, yeah. <laughs> he's gone. He's gone. So yeah. you traded a guy who's a borderline on the Eastern well, Office All Star team. Yeah, he's he's a he was a reserve player. bring up All Star player with an injury. Yeah, that's pretty good. That's good. But you could have had Porzingis. Could have took who they took fourth the Knicks. Right. So that you know you put your grade there. Moved to twenty sixteen. They took Ball. Obviously, no Ingram. Ingram in twenty sixteen. Uh, yeah, I'm sorry, Brandon. I mean, I think who else are you going to take there? I think okay, they got an asset that people like, and he's a good player. Yeah, looking at this draft, we have guys like Dragon Bender, Chris Dunn, Buddy Heald, Jamal Murray, Marquise Chris, Jakob Pertl. Oh, for sure. Yeah, Thon Maker, Demata no. Sabonis, Torian Prince. Those are those are uh, five through thirteen. There's no one there. Give me Ingram. So they got a yeah. good grade on that's this. the only that's the only pick they could have made. So then you go to two seventeen after right. Ball's freshman year at UCLA. I'm sure they're. And this was a loaded. This a, was a loaded yeah, draft, quote unquote. Correct. 2016 high school class was one of the best we've seen in the last ten years. But I'm sure the Lakers are whoo wiping their head by not drafting Fold, trying to get Fold. Yeah, 100. <laughs> percent I think every, I think everyone except uh, Philadelphia is like in that top that five bullet. is yeah, yeah dodge that bullet. Happy about that. So you got Tatum. They could have had Darren Fox. Yep. And uh, that was the rivalry coming out the Fox Ball. Yeah, they played in the thing. NCAA tournament and Magic was there and. You hear these talks that, you know, Magic kind of like Fox. Obviously, if he was all that game and he was up close, he liked Fox. Yeah, but, for sure. Uh, the whole season, he could have, could have, you know, went back and forth, mulled over that. But it seems right now, Jason Tatum has more trade value from what is reports and what you're sure. seeing from these trades. Because right. if, if, if Tatum and Porzingis were on the Lakers, is this trade already done? Do they even Probably. need this trade? No, they don't probably don't even need the trade. No, I think they have more value. Quarter doesn't mean yeah, they're think, have better production. I think Zoe's value, is, his trade value is down yeah, because bit. of injuries. Number one, mm-hmm. and number two, he's, he's off playing ball. off the ball with LeBron on the roster. So, Lonzo's best when he has the ball in his hands and he's sure. able to create for others and things like like that. And LeBron has the ball in his hands. I mean, in the games I've seen, eighty five percent of the time. So Lonzo's trade value is down, which makes people think, oh, they should have taken Fox or Tatum. They should have taken Tatum. Uh, they, sh- I mean, Dennis Smith Jr. Already got traded to the Knicks from the Mavs. Not so much. Uh, Donovan Mitchell was uh, 13 pick, but again, was anyone expecting the production no. that he had? So you'd have to be genius. You would have had to pull a red R back on For that sure. one to draft, trade lower, and say Mitchell's my yeah. guy. <laughs> Mitchell's uh, the guy. Trade 11 spots down. Yeah. Take Mitchell. Yeah. That'd be big that, time. That would be big time. So the, the Lakers haven't been big time in these drafts. I want to make that point clear. They've been good. But They've been I'm gonna solid. put you on the spot in the paint. What is yeah. their grade? Like these hipsters give in these oh, stories and in the, the magazine. Tr- what's the grade of that? The last for, those three drafts for me. I know I've seen some things from you on Twitter about yeah. how they're drafting like shit, and yeah. I respect your opinion. I yeah. think I think it's a I think it's a solid B, B because that's fair because they have they haven't acquired yeah. the assets to be yeah. able to play e- even compete e- even 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 make. Uh, New Orleans think about trading Anthony Davis Correct. to the Lakers. So Ingram, Kuzma, Kuzma's a fantastic draft pick. And I think he's like an AC Green yeah. late first round pick. They've he's got great the, mileage. He's the A plus. Correct. He's the AA plus guy. Right. And then I think Ball and Ingram fall in that B category. Yeah. Um, That's fair. Because. And D'Angelo Russell is a good pick, but they fine. lost. It's, it's, it's like an F. He wasn't ready. It's like an F. Yeah, he wasn't the ready. The trade to is play an F. LA. And he, str- he had a hard time. Yeah. Uh, meshing and handling they, the fishbowl we're talking about yeah. handling LA well and he came right in the Kobe Bryant uh, end uh, what do you call it end uh, of his era what do these guys do when when they're farewell the tour. tour the Kobe yeah. Bryant farewell that's tough to, to uh, a get your, player yeah get yourself into I think it's a yeah I think it's a B because of the fact that they 
these three pieces are so sought after. Even Josh Hart, four pieces mm-hmm. are so sought after that you know they could potentially get Anthony Davis from the Pelicans for those guys. Um, give it, uh, you you've gone on the surface on Twitter about it, but I want to get deep with you on that. Yeah. What what are your thoughts on their draft strategy and who they've picked? Well, I look back to even further. I go to Kobe's uh, Achilles injury. Okay. I think they had to start thinking about the future then. It seems yeah. they missed the boat a little bit there. And we got the Kobe and the, the Mamba, you know, all that. And that was okay, but the Lakers were really bad. Yeah. And that's overlooked in that, I think, a little bit because we love, you know, LA's uh, a great town for their sports heroes. And this is a pro sports town, I think, for the most part, more than like a high school or college town as we're as oh we no see. doubt no 100 a pro sports town and that's great and and i think you look at a guy like anthony davis he he's seen the elite players have seen how the lakers treated kobe so there's a double-edged sword there they treat the superstars great look at magic he owns the town damn near when he from where he got drafted he's from lansing michigan he owns the town right he owns he, he literally owns, the, owns the lakers and owns the town the, the dodgers yeah it's right. crazy you know like he's the the guy you you look to at this town so that i get players wanting to come here but on the other end, you you know you paid, you know Kobe a lot of respect and a lot of money, whatever, etc. And the production wasn't there at the end, so they still started looking to build those pieces. Yeah, earlier, earlier. So it led to those three straight drafts where they picked number two. So everybody goes, Ronnie. They go on Twitter, Ronnie. They did pick good. They have some good assets. They go, why are the Lakers picking two, three straight years? What do you? That's answering in itself. That's not that great. Right. They picked twice, two. Three trade times, right? So that's and number not, seven the year before that, and, and where they got, got Julius Randle, who's at who's with New Orleans. Maybe they get Randle back yeah, in that yeah. trade. <laughs> yeah, or maybe all those guys go to at the la- very last second. They all go down there, and, and we start watching the Pelicans. We're right. Like, let's just see how the Lakers are doing in the East. Yeah, right. it's L- great. L- yeah. You know, so that's that's interesting. But yeah, that's what I wanted to touch on. There is that the players have had a a lot of power, I think, over the years, and and, and uh, you know, I don't blame the Lakers for the way they treated Kobe, but it did hurt. The rebuilding process. Yeah, it's undeniable. Hurt. Yeah, and it's hurt a little bit now. It's hurting now. You, they they got to be embarrassed. They're supposed to be the Lakers. Right. I think this is a little embarrassing. Well, they're letting all this for, stuff play out Palinka in public. Magic, and they let it all play out in public. They're, they're, getting, em- like, they're getting embarrassed yeah. by the Pelicans. And they're, they're, other they're, people. They're, are, they're negotiating yeah. against themselves to, to get, get more. Yeah. To get one more. guy. Yeah. We're going we're gonna to keep piling on more and more assets to get one guy, and they're just the Pelicans are going to sit here and be like, well... Uh, we don't need to trade him now because we can wait till the summer, and then Boston can trade for him then. And they have like they Boston. have really good assets. Yeah, they got some assets. We discussed we on episode nine. Them. Yeah, we just talked about Tatum, guys Jalen week. Brown. Yeah, Terry Rozier, uh, multiple draft picks. Yeah, so <laughs> they're just embarrassing the Lakers, and it, it's, it's it's looking bad. But it comes off bad for the Pelican side too now because what do they do with Anthony Davis if they're not yeah. going to trade him? Do they sit him out the rest of the year? Or do they him a lot of money to or, do that? Or do they play a disgruntled star and potentially, I mean, if, if you're trying to make this deal, get a whole bunch of assets and then uh, position yourself for the draft to have a high draft pick to get another good asset, playing yeah. Davis is going to result in wins because he's that kind of player. Sure, he's gonna he's good for ten an extra wins. So what do you do like that? From what you were already gonna get. What do you what do you do? Do you play him or do you sit? It's him? a tough situation for both teams. What I like to see Devin is the tr- tr- trade analyze passes. This to say doesn't go through is. Just the Lakers' reaction and the fans to when those young players take the court. Right, for the first time. For the first time. Yeah. And when Anthony Davis returns and just the, what the fans think. Are okay. they going to boom all out, out, <laughs> boom out of the building or the Lakers? If the Lakers fans, the true Lakers fans, which you should do for these guys, Kuzma, Ball, Ingram, is give them a standing ovation on the next game after the trade sure. and if they're still here. Because it's not all their fault. They are who they are. <laughs> Ronnie's being a feel-good guy yeah. today. I don't they like are, it. I need Ronnie are. to boo these mothers. <laughs> it's like Dennis Green said. They are who they are. They're as good as they are. Yeah. That's what we got. So, right. fans, that's who we got. Just, if they can be a little over 500, LeBron comes back, you know, they play well, then good for them. So, uh, that's just a great topic. Yeah. It's it's fun man, to watch. It's fun the latest, to watch. The latest, before we move on to the our in the paint, hard in the paint topic with high school hoops, before we move on, they're the latest as of 4 6 p.m. on this day. What today? What day is it? Tuesday. Today's Tuesday. Today's Tuesday. Tuesday, four sixteen p.m. Apparently, the Lakers have kind of shied away from the, the trade deal, getting pissed at the Pelicans for uh, not following for embarrassing through. Embarrassing them. Yeah, for yeah, for embarrassing them for not following through with the offer that they wanted, which the Lakers offered 
uh, and asking for more. Lakers have backed away from the table, apparently, just to save our asses in case the deal does go down before this podcast is posted. Now, moving on to our hard in the paint topic, we're going to dive into some high school hoops around the country and locally here in Southern California, where we record our podcast and watch most of our high school hoops. Ronnie, what's the latest in the Fab 50 national rankings? I know you published an update yesterday. You do so every Monday. Um, you go through countless games, head-to-head matchups, uh, yeah. uh, records, of Double hundred, check hundreds records. of teams, thousands of teams, over and over and over to get 50 of the top teams. La Lumiere is still number one, 25-0, but they nearly lost a game. Uh, take us through that a little bit. Well, Lalamere is still the number one team in the Fab 50s, followed by McEachern. McEachern finished a regular season there, number two from Powder Springs, Georgia, 25 and 0. Uh, both are, both are 25 and 0? Yeah, Lalamere's 25 and 0. So Lalamere was at the Bob Kirk Invitational in Maryland. Good uh, new tournament. And it was put on, and they faced Washouts Academy in the semifinal. And Washouts Academy is a team that I had pretty high. And then they we saw them, and they looked a little shaky. Against, against two California teams, yeah. and we're okay. We'll see what happens. And then they had a bad outing against Rancho Christian down at the Montverde tournament, and they got a you know they got blown out and they lost a third place game. So they came back to this event, and they had Lalamere on the ropes. They were winning by three points late in the game, and with about a minute and a half to go, so you know they had trailed by thirteen. And they had the ball leading 52 to 49. And then they were still leading by three with 19 seconds to go, and they turned the ball over, Devin. So Keon Brooks, uh, one of the better unsigned senior forwards, he got fouled, made two free throws, so now they're down one. Then Washouts misses the front end of a one-and-one situation, and Gerald Drumgoogle gets fouled. Drumgoogle. Drumgoogle, okay, I like that He's a (laughs) football-basketball-type combo player for Lalamere. Great you know, he's having a great year, obviously. So is Isaiah Stewart, who's going to Washington. And Drum Google gets fouled. But the crazy thing is about it, they got three shots at the rim. He got, they got two offensive rebounds. Then he got fouled with like seven seconds. Made both free throws to give them the dramatic 53-52 win to stay number one. Then they come back in the final the next day and, and beat Sunrise Christian Academy. Obviously, Sunrise Christian Academy is a top 16. Yeah, and they six. beat them pretty, pretty handily. So... Well, the point I was trying to get with all this, and it's crazy, we talk about the NBA, we talk about later, is it's really that fine of a line sometimes between winning and losing. I know Washington Academy have a great program, Coach David Evans, who coached at Lone Peak. He's now there. And, man, they got to be kicking themselves in the foot. They got really got out rebounding in that game big time. They got rebounded like 50 to 30. Which, which surprises me because uh, yeah. Maddie Sissoko, a, a yeah. 6'10", I think he's like a four, yeah. four-star recruit right now, and... Bernardo da Silva is a six nine uh, athletic freak. They're big dudes. So to get out rebounded in a, in a game like that, especially you said they gave up three offensive rebounds or three looks at the basket and two offensive rebounds and two offensive rebounds last in the, possession in that possession. That's tough. That's a tough way to go out. Yeah. So that's just you know, man. So Wasatch Academy fell in the rankings, but there's but I was actually a good showing, so I had moved them up after those losses. So I moved them. They fell twenty nine spots after the loss, the big losses to to Rancho Christian and the okay. shaky wins. Yeah, over Santa Monica. Over Santa Monica, you said, "Oh man, I don't know how good these guys are." So I moved them up back to twenty nine. They were at thirty eight. You know, to play Lalamere within a possession, there's not a lot of teams that can do that. No. Yeah. Um, and like you said, they're a big, strong team. So when you look at when you look at Brooks and you look at Isaiah Stewart, Isaiah Stewart is just one of the mans. He's one of the true. Uh, National Player of the Year type candidates so far. I think you look at Anthony Edwards, who's gonna commit early next week uh devin we'll talk a little bit about that yeah and and uh you'd look at uh you know even a junior sharif cooper great point guard he's having a good year montverde academy number three in the fab 50 they beat oak hill who we saw a couple weeks ago they beat him pretty easily this over this weekend very surprised a little bit um precious achua had a great game mcdonald's all-american Cade cunningham jr from texas down at montverde really good really good performance by montverde they've Beat our two number one teams in California, our two top ranked teams in California, yeah. three times. So, Devin, let's jump into that a little bit. Number one versus number two. We had a big showdown. Team we've already talked about, Rancher Christian. Want you to talk about a little about that game? And again, we're talking about very close, close, yeah. close ending. So, nice, talk a little nice, about that. Nice segue there, Ronnie. Uh, and I watched that from the comfort of my couch in my uh, little apartment slash condo in. Costa Mesa, California. I did not make the trip to Pasadena City College in the Gee, rain. you did it? I didn't. I watched on KDOC. 
they are televising multiple high school games, uh, especially even the playoffs. This Friday they have uh, Modern Day and Sierra Canyon in the Southern opening section. pool play game of the Southern Section Open Division playoffs. Um, but yeah, it was a 61 to 58 Rancho Christian victory. Uh, Sierra Canyon held it was it an eleven? No, it was a so nine point nine lead. point lead with under two to go. Two minutes to two go. minutes, two minutes plus to go. And Rancho Christian went on a twelve zero run to seal the game. To seal the game, and I think they Rancho Christian did a nice job of uh, making the most of the Sierra Canyon turnovers and poor shot selection down the stretch. Correct. That's what I saw. And so Rancho Christian obviously jumps Sierra Canyon in the state one. rankings to number one. Sierra Canyon number two. And it also gave Rancho Christian the top seed in the Southern Section Open Division playoffs, which doesn't really matter because one and two are in opposite pools. They're in opposite pools. They're going to get home Cal games Baptist. throughout. And yeah. the, if one and two advance, it's going to be at a neutral site regardless. It didn't really matter. But I thought, uh, I mean, I'm not sure. What do you think about the performances of the players and yeah, the I mean, game? Evan Mobley, Evan Mobley did a nice job of... Um, just playing his game, not getting frustrated with lack of Correct. calls, things like that. Just kind of staying the course and and making the most of the opportunities. Dominic Harris, uh, a junior who transferred there from Pacifica Christian Orange County, he's uh, committed to Gonzaga. He had a nice game. He had twenty three points, points, I believe. Yes, yep. twenty three points. High score for both teams. High score for both teams. He did a nice. I mean, here's the thing about Dominic Harris is sometimes his shots aren't going to be great. Uh, sometimes shot selections not going to be fantastic but he's a shot maker and he's just a bona fide scorer. So you take sure. the good with the bad. And luckily for Rancho Christian in that game against Sierra Canyon on Saturday, Dominic Harris was good. Wow. Yeah. The, you know, they closed it strong. They stayed with the course. I like, I, we mentioned about Evan Mobley. He's the top ranked junior in the country. Uh, like what I like what he did is he, he blocked a shot. Then he got back into the offensive play and it was a scrum underneath. So he kicked it out. To Luke Turner in the corner, sophomore oh, yeah. how swing. Did I, how man. did I forget Luke Turner? Yeah, sophomore, he got about 15, 16 points, and he hit the 15, three to yeah. give him the 59-58 lead. Right. And that was a great, patient play by, you know, uh, Evan. He could have tried to create the foul or take up a contested shot, and he patiently kicked it out. And then come back on the other end, uh, Sierra Canyon is taking the ball out, and he gets his hand, tips it, Gets his hand just on the on the harasses the out of bound guy, on the inbounds and and Taryn Frank catches the ball and his foot's on the line out of bounds switch, right switches the ball he over. just he just used his length yeah. which he has a ton of to yeah. to uh, make the inbounder uncomfortable correct and that was got, three big got, plays. got a fingertip on the ball and Taryn Frank like you said caught it out of bounds but let's go back to Luke Turner I, I can't believe I didn't because Luke Turner is exactly what the kind of player I am just you know in the corner make yeah. shots yeah do it do it. And that's needed a special to do. weapon. That's a much more of a weapon, weapon than it maybe it used to be. People, you stand sure. in the right spots and, and you, you know spot up shooting. You we can talked stroke about it. it before. Yeah, you can't. A lot of there's a lot of guards out there these days who can't shoot, and you have like a it. you have a six six wing, like Luke Turner who can shoot it like that. Yeah. I mean, he 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 opens up the floor for the two bigs, Isaiah and Evan, and Dominic Harris, who who tends to like to drive the basket as well. Yeah. Um, let's let's move over to Sierra Canyon. I thought Scotty Pippen was fantastic through the first three three and a half quarters. Controls the game for them. Controlled the game for them. KJ Martin had his usual crazy dunks and block shots and energy. Um, but what what happened down the stretch, Ryan? What'd you see? Um, well, I just think because Taron Frank's coming off his injury, that's true. Uh, he got a little more playing time than I thought. Okay, and then maybe that obviously means somebody's not playing as much as they were prior. So sure. whether it's Al Simpson, whether it's the freshman Isaiah Bailey, you know, Cassius, Cassius, Cassius plays many minutes. Trouble. Usually, yeah, he's in yeah, foul trouble. Twenty minutes for Cassius. He had two early fouls, which I didn't really notice because I just thought they were subbing in and out guys. Right. But I guess that was a factor down the stretch, and he had nine points. So uh, I just thought that that was a you know a gut wrencher, and, and Sarah Can is going to have to recoup. Uh, obviously, they go to number two in the state. Obviously, there was some thought. Okay, are they going to go behind Salesian, who's now twenty six and zero? You know at at the NorCal best team in NorCal, and the thought was they haven't played a tough enough schedule. Yeah, Sierra you, Canyon's only lost to them and to Montverde Mont twice. twice. Yeah. So you know, Salesian stays at 16 this week's Fab 50. They're number three in the state. Rancho Christian comes in at number eight, but again, to go from eight to two one is so hard, difficult. I mean, these teams have already almost all played, and they're having a great season. And and Sierra County obviously falls from eight to eleven, only three spots. Again, they played the tough schedule. They have some big wins. 
And it's going to be exciting here in the playoffs. Then, So why don't you yeah. give a quick rundown yeah. of the four matchups for the eight open teams? Sure. The pool play matchups. So pool A consists of the number one seed, Rancho Christian, the number four seed, Rancho Verde, the number five seed, Etiwanda, the number eight seed, Bishop Montgomery. Uh, pool B, this is for the CIF Southern Section Open Division playoffs, which begin on Friday. Pool B is number two, Sierra Canyon, number three, Corona Centennial, Number six, St. John Bosco, and number seven, Modern Day. Let's run you guys through the first uh, pool play matchups on Friday, February 8th. Uh, in pool A, Rancho Christian will play Bishop Montgomery, and it's going to be at Chaparral High School on Saturday at 7 p.m. They had to move it because, obviously, you need a, a larger gym by Correct. CIF rules to host Correct. a playoff game. So it doesn't look like Rancho Christian is going to have the three pool games at home. They're going to be, no, gonna be somewhere either else. at Temecula Valley or Chaparral. And this game, guys, again, is one day later than the other three is on Saturday at Chaparral. Yeah, so the rest of these games are on Friday. Um, we have uh, Etiwanda visiting Rancho Verde, which is going to be one war. hell of a game. It's going to be, be a war. war. I.E. war. Yeah, <laughs> Brandon Baker against Dave Kleckner is going to be epic. If, if someone can like live stream that or record it for me and send it to me, I want to watch that. Uh, after the Maybe fact. Sondheimer could put on Periscope. Yeah, Sonny's not going there. Sonny's going to go watch uh, Zaire and Sherman Oaks Notre Dame. You know oh, where okay. he's going. Temec- gotcha. At Temecula Valley. Uh, pool B, uh, the first matchup is Modern Day at Sierra Canyon, which will be Friday at Simi Valley High School. Sierra Canyon's obviously gym is not large enough to host that game. Um, and then the next game will be St. John Bosco at Corona Centennial. Uh, and that Sierra Canyon Very Modern Day game, matchup. yeah, yeah, that uh, Sierra Canyon Modern Day game is going to be on KDOC uh, live. So right. if you want to, you don't want to drive out to Simi Valley, you can watch that game on TV. That's I'm going to record TV? it. I'll probably, I don't, it's, I think it's Channel K- 56 Direct TV. Yeah, ch- Channel 56. I have, is, I have uh, Spectrum, and yeah. it's on Channel 19. Okay, uh, but that it might change for geographic, yeah. or region. I think for. Uh, DirecTV, it's 56. Okay. And for the other big carrier in Southern California, um, it's uh, also 56. Okay. So, and I believe over there is 56. There's one that's uh, 1231. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, you can watch that game on TV. Just find find your Google, like, what, what channel is KDOC on my For most, thing. it's 56. Yeah. Um, awesome. Ronnie, so. which, which one of these matchups stands out to you as one that might not go as scripted? Well, I look at the uh, pools, the two pools, and I see the thing that stands out to me, and I get it. You see it, and when I kudos to the committee on the Southern Section Basketball Advisory Committee, and I like the fact that the high seed gets to host, regardless, regardless, no, no coin flips, no coin flips, no that team has less home games, so they get a home game as they do in the other divisions. So the one thing that was interesting and surprised a little me, and maybe you can follow up on Devin, is that Bosco. And modern day are from the train league. They're in the same league. They're co-champs. Bosco gets the higher seed. They got the head-to-head, but they're in the same pool. Yep. So they're going to play. Right. So uh, that's the only thing that's I was like, noticed. I was huh. You know, that's uh, very interesting. It does make for a good pool play matchup. But what, what's your thoughts? What's your feelings and thoughts there, Dave? I mean, usually, so if they did this, if they did this as a regular eight-team bracket, Bosco and Modern Day being league opponents would be on opposite sides of the bracket. Sure. That's how they that's how they operate. Any yeah. team that's in the same league will be on opposite sides. So the earliest they could have met is semifinal or yeah. semifinals. Yeah. Right. But in pool play it's it's different because I mean the games are already set. So what yeah. what's it matter? Interesting. Uh, but for for Modern Day and Bosco it does matter because it's kind of like a de facto Trinity, Trinity League championship game because they tied at 4 and 1. For the right. co-Trinity League Championship, even though Bosco beat Modern Day head-to-head, head to head. they lost to Jay Sarah yeah. in right. overtime. Uh, so they are both four and w- finished 4-1 and one in the season. So now you have Modern Day, which didn't have its best shooter, Ryan Evans, in that first matchup against Bosco. Uh, and we've I mean, already talked about Bosco's not healthy. so They're we, not healthy at yeah. all. Salazar's out. Christian Estrada, really good sophomore forward, busted his leg, uh, yeah. which is horrible to hear because he was playing really well for them, especially on defense. He's a he's a beast. Big kid. Big kid, 6'6", six, six, real strong, good rebounder. Um, but again, Modern Day is just chomping at the bit to oh, this play gotta, that game. That's got to be fire up Modern Day because they know this matchup set. It's the third of the three matchups. They're going to play this regardless. Like, no matter what, all three matchups are set. Yeah. And they're just looking forward to that game to be oh. like, we are the Trinity League champions, the true Trinity League champions. And you know that's going to come out. Ah, yeah, that's going to be uh, that's going to be ever. So I like that matchup of 
of the first round matchups, I go back to Edwanda and and uh, Rancho Yeah, that's Verde. a fun. That's a fun. That's matchup. the four five. I think our guy Matty. I, I think our guy be the best. Yeah, matchup. I think it's our four guy. Five. Our guy Matty Kovacs probably gonna be at that game. Yeah, standing in his corner with his camera filming, just, just getting everything. Just <laughs> he's gonna get the, everything. He's gonna go. Defense. He's gonna start in Kleckner's uh, halftime locker room, and he's gonna leave at halfway through that one and go over to Rancho Verde's to Baker and yeah. get us some inside scoop on what they're saying. Yeah. Uh, shout out to our guy Matty Kovacs. Yeah, he's, he's a really. Dude. We're gonna uh, bring him in here one yeah, day. He's a really uh, you know follows the high school scene. He doesn't go to the glamour games like people say. I like to do Ronnie like Ronnie does. Ronnie only goes to the, the high roller game. game. Yeah, the high roller game. So. The four or five is I the one I like, and it should be because it's the four or five of eight. Yeah, sure, so, that makes sense. And I like the defense. I want to see who comes through with hits the big shots, whether it's Jermaine Meshack or maybe it's Cameron Pierce or maybe somebody steps up for Rancho. You know, obviously Jackson Turner is going to score. <laughs> you know, he's going to get some Jack, shots. Jack Jackson gets some shots up. That's for sure. We, yeah. we love watching him play. Yeah, yeah, he's uh, one of those guys in the University of Arizona football recruit. He's having a terrific year. Had a terrific year in both sports. So that, that's I'm looking forward to it. You know what? You know what? And, you know what matchup. What ha- what matchup? Yeah, like I, I think this is. I think Bishop Montgomery. They're they're scary. At eight. I think they're scary right now at eight, especially for Rancho Christian coming off such an emotional and and big win over Sierra Canyon to have to bounce back. I get they have a week to prepare. Uh, for Bishop Montgomery, week. another like, day can board prepare to every right, true week, true week. Yeah, seven days. Yeah. Um, but again, Bishop Montgomery. I mean, they're so well coached. Uh, Doug Mitchell and his staff. Do a fantastic job there of um, you know watching film, breaking it down, and coming up with a game plan that really stumps other teams. They always have some kind of wrinkle in their offense yeah. or their defensive scheme that really throws people for a loop. And their role players are not uh, scared to step up and hit a big shot. No, their role it. players, yeah, like Will Crawford, they great player, Nick Schrader, have a great game. player. Yeah. Isaiah Johnson's been a huge addition for them. The cr- uh, transfer from Crean Lutheran, a junior who. Uh, he sat out the first uh, until December twenty third. Yeah, um, he's been a huge addition because he's he's so active and he's so coachable. Like the dude doesn't say anything on the court. He just they tell him something to do. He goes and he does it. Yeah, that's um, that's great to see. Yeah, I think it's a scary matchup for potentially for Rancho Christian because Bishop Montgomery is such a good team defensive team with Gianni Hunt, Josh Vasquez, two good guards. Um, and that's but what it, it would a little surprise me because again they they didn't probably play the schedule they played to a bad, warrant right. to, to warrant let's say it, why why they were number eight yeah they didn't play a good schedule yeah they so that warrants you know that warrants that and I was just thinking well maybe you know would have Montgomery would have been seven or whatnot and that the team that didn't have the tiebreaker in the training league should have been lower you could look at it like that but I get why they didn't. And and it creates a great matchup. So it does. I might if know. it's not raining, I'll probably go to that game. You going to you going back to Vegas, Ronnie? Or you going to go to a game this weekend? Uh, I'm gonna keep that uh, keep that uh, under wraps. Ronnie, no I'm not tweeting. Ron, Ronnie, you guys don't see no. tweets. You know where I'm at. Ronnie's gonna Ronnie's gonna pop up at like six fifty five and yeah. be at Moreno Valley yeah. at Rancho Verde. Yeah, oh, that'd be awesome. So. I think Friday I'm gonna go to a lower game. I think I'm gonna go to Division three AA opening rounder between St. Francis and my alma mater. The Marina Vikings. Marina Vikings. That's gonna be a good game. Yeah, I uh, for a lower round game. Run through that game a little bit, but not, and just touch on the other divisions. Uh, Chino Hills, I guess, is a de facto top seed in one division. One, it's yep. a thirty-two team bracket. It's two A and two double A, thirty-two teams as well. Yeah. Okay, yep. so, so just break those down uh, real yeah, quick. I think Chino Hills is the de facto number one seed. Um, they're gonna play Muir. I think Chino Hills advances there. Um, you know, a, a, an interesting second round matchup in Division One potentially could be. Uh, St. Anthony or Alamany, they play a first-round game on Friday. That's a good first round uh, yeah, game. against Riverside Poly. Wow, and that's in Division One. Yep, that, that that could be a good game. Uh, Long Beach Poly has a bye. They're going to play either Windward or San Marcos. Windward Poly might be an interesting game. Yeah, um, Harbor Westlake there. Yeah, Harbor Westlake has a bye, as does Redondo Union. So they're going to play in the second round. And just uh, lots of buys. Lots of buys for the first yeah. round. Uh, San Margarita's a, a a nice team in Division One. Um, the Trinity League number. four. Four, I believe yeah. they were. They finished. So they couldn't four. get a high seed. They couldn't get a high seed, so they're on the road at Huntington Beach Edison. Uh, go Eagles on that one. Edison Marina, you know, yeah. nice little rivalry there. Uh, and and Margarita could easily play with any of the teams in the Open. Sure, they sure, beat Edwanda. They beat Rancho Christian. <laughs> they beat Bishop Gorman. Obviously yeah. not in the Open, but they beat Bishop Gorman, who, who beat Rancho Christian right. easily. Uh, so Damien is the two seed in Division One. There, you know, they were a borderline Open team until. Hyder got hurt. Jared Hyder, yeah. the good guard going to Fresno State. And that second round matchup between Damian and potentially against Los Altos is going to be a nice wow. little IE. That's a, that's fireworks. Gonna be, that's going to be some fireworks. Let's move to... And shout out to Jared Lucas yeah. 
Los Altos, uh, two-time All-State player. He's averaging, you know, close to 40, whatever he's averaging. Like 40, 40 points a game, game, I think. Yeah, he's had a great year, and he, now he's the Southern Section's all-time leading scorer, and he's out fourth on the all-time state list, the number one on the all-time state list, according to Cal High Sports Record Books. Demarcus Nelson played at Sacramento Sheldon and Vallejo, and uh, amongst other section schools, Jared is now number one. So big shout-out to Jared. He's going to Oregon State. Uh, it's had a great year, but uh, it's interesting. A little side note for but that potential second round game is uh, Coach Mike Leduc coached the guy who he broke his record, Casey Jacobson, Jacob Zay, Yeah, nineteen ninety nine McDonald's All American, and you know that's a, a great storyline just in itself. If they can play in the second round, that'd be a fun game. So let's move to Division Two A quickly. Colony is, I believe, the top seed there with Agent Zero. Agent Zero, Cedric Altman committed to Pepperdine. Nice recruiting job by. Coach Lorenzo Romar and uh, Reggie Morris Jr. Um, he's a really, really nice player. I like, and I like a game I like in the first round here is is one of my OC games, uh, Sonora against Kareem Lutheran. Wow, that's gonna, that's gonna be a fun game. Sonora has a sophomore guard that everyone should just really keep an eye on, uh, Daniel Esparza. What's uh, his uh, vitals? Uh, he he's a, like a six-two. I don't know, maybe like one fifty. But dude, this guy is just an absolute ridiculous scorer. Uh, he really, he just so does it. College is out there. Start getting on him because Devin usually finds gems that the high roller games don't have. Yeah. And, and then later on, you say, "How come this kid's at this college?" And, and I was and, talking and about him. You guys, Devin was treating, talk about him, but no one listens to me, dude. Got to get understand. on that. So. I don't understand why no one listens to me. Got to start listening and watch listen Devin's tweets. Uh, Camarillo Division Two A. They're going to have a, a probably a pretty good run. Uh, but Division Two A is pretty loaded. Sherman Oaks Notre Dame at Temecula Valley is going to be a really good game because Temecula Valley is a good team. Gotcha. Um, who else we got in this one? Uh, Notre Dame Riverside is also in Division Two AA. Um, Villa Park, Mayfair. Um, they tri- finished second in the league to um, Rancho Verde, right? Yeah. Notre Dame Riverside, right? Who who swept that league? That's really yeah. Wow. Yeah. Keep shout out to Rancho Verde. They swept that league, but it has Poly. Tough league. Notre Dame Riverside, uh, JW uh, North, uh, Temescal uh, Canyon. Like that's, yeah. that's a solid league. Wow. Uh, Orange Lutheran's also in that league. They're at Inglewood in, in a first round game. Inglewood's mm-hmm. no slouch. That's a tough. That's a tough draw. Maker in Inglewood. Maker in wow. Inglewood. That's gonna be fun. That'd be a fun game. They're gonna um, have to play good. Yeah, they're not gonna walk through that and just. They're gonna have to play good. Orange sure. Lutheran. Uh, let's move to Division Three A. I'm not really sure. Yeah, Division Three A doesn't really. We didn't think Maddie Kovac to break down Division Three A. Yeah, we got because this one's this one's stumping me. I'm looking right now. Uh, I've seen Pacifica Garden Grove once. They got a good point guard who could be a JUCO guy. Gotcha. Uh, JUCOs, if you're listening, go look at him. He's pretty good. So that 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 makes sense. You know, as we get lower because of the competitive equity in the state. Yeah. You know, when these teams get bracketed after the after the section playoffs. You know, the better, much better teams are going to be all in all in one division one. And the, there's going to be an eight team open for the north and the south. And just so you fans know, in this pool play, we're speaking of for the southern section. It's four teams in each pool. The winner of pool A, first place against the winner of pool B is going to play at February 23rd at Cal Baptist and Riverside Market on your calendars. And the other teams. The second, third, and fourth are not playing each other. And here, here's the thing: they're just gonna, def- yeah. they're gonna get the fourth game for the championship. Right. And the, the thing is, with the pool play setup, if Bishop Montgomery beats Rancho Christian on Saturday, they get the they, eight points. They, they get the, they get eight eight points. And good luck, like Bishop Montgomery, as long as they don't lose the next two, they're gonna oh, be yeah. in the CIF Open yeah. Division Championship game. Because it's gonna be they, really hard for Rancho Christian to make up the stack right. if they lose that game because right. it's an eight one eight. If Modern Day beats Sierra Canyon, yeah. good luck making up that. That distance. Those points, yeah. So, just so you guys know, the 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 ones who gets the most points and after the three games is gonna be that representative from that pool for the championship on the twenty third. And it looks like to us, Devin, we talked about a little bit. Uh, we're not talking much about the LA City because that open is probably gonna be Fairfax Westchester. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's gonna it, be very hard if it's not gonna be those two. It's gonna be yeah. a big upset. So, those two will be in the finals same day. Unfortunately, as the 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 Southern Section Open. Too bad one couldn't be on the 22nd, one couldn't be on the 23rd. That would have been good to see both. Yeah, it was nice to see both for the fans. Matt, that would have been a Matty Kovac double dip special. Yeah. <laughs> so those teams are all playing on the 23rd. So from our standpoint, Devin, it looks like the two LA cities is going to be those two teams in the SoCal Open. Fairfax-Westchester. Fairfax-Westchester. Then you're going to get the two teams in the finalists. 
right on the that's four and of the then CIF the, Southern Section finalists will be yeah, the then, other two in the open state. Yeah, and then the second and place finishers in each pool looks like though that'll be six. Yep, and then the barring what happens, I'm assuming that it could be the two finishers from the San Diego section open, most likely Foothills and St. Augustine. That yep. would make it eight. Now there could be some variation. Maybe they're one of those San Diego teams. They don't want to take the runner up. So they take central section one. Well, and like, you know, so anything, most likely in recent years, it's been central section. One hasn't been in the open. I think anything, so can, I think anything can happen in the San Diego section this year. Okay. I mean, Maybe mission Bay mission, gets hot. mission Bay lost to the cathedral Catholic. Yeah. They, but they Boogie's could, had they some could injuries. Yeah, Boogie's had a hurt ankle. Right. Boogie Alice, Duke recruit. Like so, Tory Tory Pines could get hot, or yeah, who yeah. else? I'm not sure who else is in the open down there yet. I think they have a couple yeah. more games. But to it go. looks like Saints, and they have one more one from more round of from league what games we've seen. This week. Yeah. From what we've seen, Saints, San Augustine, Boat Hills Christian are the two best teams in San Diego right now. So if those two advance easily to the open division uh, final down in San Diego, they will probably be selected for the state so, open. SoCal, which is eight the teams. The SoCal state, which is eight teams. And in the with, North, yeah. we got, like we talked about earlier in this, in this pod, pod number 10, um, because we're wrapping up, it looks like Salesian 26 and 0. If they yeah. lose in the NorCal <laughs> open, yeah. whoa, that's going to be a pretty big news. Yeah. And I think from the fans down here, whether it's a Rancho Christian Sierra Canyon, Fairfax, whatever, maybe Westchester picks it up and, and avenges them and does good in the open. Whoever's playing, most likely, I think the game that people want to see is the undefeated Salesian at Lake, maybe like 32-0 and 0 or 31-0 and 0 versus the SoCal champion. That'll sure. be the game that'll have the I most mean, who pop. Else, who else in NorCal right now is going to challenge Salesian? Bishop O'Dowd? I don't... Mm-hmm. It's Modesto Christian. Modesto maybe, Christian. Maybe Dublin has a couple good young good players. Player, but they jumped into the state rankings this week. But, boy, it's going to be real tough. Yeah. It's going to be real tough, first, to knock them off. But, second, it's going to be tough on the fans and tough to sell that game if it's not If it's Salesian. not Salesian. If it's not Salesian. So, what they should do is just bring it down to Southern California so I can watch that thing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, talk a little bit about Salesian. Great team. Coach Bill Malice, he's done a great job. He's got a terrific freshman at University of Georgetown, James Akinjo. Everybody thought they might fall off a little bit without him. He's the NorCal Player of the Year in 2018. The McClanahan twins, or as we call them, the Wrecking Crew twins, having a great senior day. I mean, they defend and fly everywhere. They're kind of like, Devin, they're kind of a little bit like Etiwanda, maybe with a little more scoring oh, okay. punch. Okay. Oh, wow. You know, yeah. that they, Shane Bell can score. He's a junior. Um, they got Demarche Johnson, who's a highly like regarded him. sophomore. Yeah, I like really him a lot. lanky, long. He was a uh, Austin Johnson. He hit a huge shot to keep that. Undefeated season line. He's a two twenty two, as you mentioned. Yeah, they're uh, both at Dinos's uh, Pangos Frost Soft Camp. Yeah, as you mentioned, those guys are have a great start of the career. So, shout out to Salesian of Richmond, twenty six and zero, uh, and bring us home, Devin, as we close out. Yeah. So thanks again, you guys, for tuning in to episode ten of Ballers Life's in the Paint podcast. Uh, if you get some time, subscribe to us on SoundCloud and iTunes so you can be up to date when the latest episode drops. Um, so tune in next week. We'll have another another one for you. We'll probably talk a little bit more playoff basketball. Hopefully some fun trades go down in the NBA that we can, you know, sink our teeth into. But again, we appreciate you guys listening in. And uh, thanks for going hard in the paint with us.